For the wrestling fans. Give me a hell yeah. By wrestling fan. Ooh, yeah. Not your average in your mom's basement podcast. Broadcast weekly. You are listening to Into the Squared Circle podcast. Now here is your host. GB's here. Into the Squared Circle podcast. Welcome to the long delayed long-awaited episode of Into the Squared Circle podcast. This episode, I, I don't know what we're going to talk about. There's a lot of crazy-ass news between AEW and WWE. There's plenty to talk about, but uh, here on the show, what order? I don't know. Shit's going to hit the fan, but that's okay, my friends, because you are here. Hey, if you're a new listener, give me a subscribe. Give me a five-star review. No matter what podcast the outlets, you listen to this fine podcast. And also follow me on my social media platforms into the Squared Circle Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, X, and YouTube. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, join the conversation throughout the show, my friends. And following me on my secondary podcast, a listening headbanging podcast. If you're a fan of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal, and it's available to all major podcasting outlets, subscribe today. All right, my friends. Without further ado, let's just kick off the show. Oh, I, I don't know what we're gonna do. What I'm gonna do? Maybe I'll go through a table. I don't know yet. But let's get the show started, shall we? And welcome. Two into the Squared Circle Podcast. All right, my friends, what the hell is going on, my friends? Here we are, Friday, August the 18th. I'm finally recording this damn show. I had to re-record at least 10 times already because there's always something happening in the world pro wrestling, right? And uh, hey, before I continue on here, man, it's been a hell of a week. It's been a hell of a week. So here, here, toast to you. Ah, there we go. Fine, fine beverage from Metal Monkey Brewery if you live in the Chicagoland area. Yes, they're closing their doors, and I'm very, very sad that this brewery's closing. Again, if you're a fan of rock and heavy metal, this is the place to be. I mean, metal music playing in the background, fresh, homemade brew. Come on. And the one I have here is American Pale Ale. Really good. So cheers to you. Ah, yes, very tasty. All right, so... Since I'm a little late here in the game this week, lots been going on, okay? The G's been a little uh, hectic, right? And uh, look, if you follow me on my secondary podcast, a lesson on headbanging podcast with GBs, uh, hopefully soon I'll do my review episode on uh, this past Tuesday. I went to see one of one of my one of my favorite rock bands of all time. It's a very popular band called Ghost. Phenomenal band. And uh, if you're a fan of Viking Metal, Amon Amarth opened up for Ghost this past Tuesday and the lakefront of Chicago, Illinois. Phenomenal show, by the way. Yes, I will do a review over there and uh, a lesson in headbanging podcast land. But nonetheless, uh, that kind of took on my schedule for Tuesday. I got another concert. ZZ Top, Leonard Skinner, if you're a fan of classic Southern rock. I will be there in the Chicagoland area this coming Saturday. Stop by and see me. We're going to be out there. But, yeah, man, th- I got two concerts this week. Throwing off my wrestling schedule. 
Uh, again, an average Joe that works a nine to five job, right? So I, I'm being for real for you guys, man. I'm I'm being personal here. I'm being honesty and upfront. And look, I, I've been busy doing that, a secondary job, and trying to do this and being a parent right a husband so it's a lot and uh i'm not gonna make excuses right do what you gotta do and then then i step away from pro wrestling for a couple days notifications are blowing up my my phone websites are just constantly pushing out news left and right what's going on in the world pro wrestling i step away from couple days the pro wrestling industry is like shit show right now i mean from both aspects between wwe and aew which we'll talk about it shortly but let's talk about chronologically this week started monday so i did the weekend insider right got released this past sunday it's out now available if you've heard it yet i did my top highlights for smackdown last friday and AEW Collision last Saturday. So at the time I'm recording this, SmackDown just went off the air, and I will do that review of my top highlights this coming weekend, okay? So Monday, okay, Monday comes around, and uh, okay, so the first news that came up in the world pro wrestling, CM Punk, okay. All right, well, what the hell CM Punk do? And if you heard my previous episode, The Weekend Insider, I end the show with stating that CM Punk decided to cut a promo off air after collision on TNT this past Saturday. Now, if you haven't heard it or watched it yet, I will sum up the promo here very quick here. Pretty much CM Punk told the crowd after collision this past Saturday on TNT, I told the crowd that Hangman Adam Page is a peg warmer. Uh, he's referring to his action figure toys in the supermarket, while the CM Punk toys are the merch movers. And that got, you know, got people stirred up a little bit here. Not on social media, but a couple people behind the scenes, okay? So Monday comes around, and the first report is Ryan Nemeth, you know him or not, the younger brother of WWE superstar Dolph Ziggler. Ryan Nemeth, the younger brother, was reported that he was turned away at the arena, apparently due to a tweet he sent out that was related to the CM Punk uh, debut promo uh, a few weeks ago about the one buck fill or one bill fill promo he did and apparently we all know if you watch the being the elite uh the young bucks youtube channel uh ryan nemeth is pretty much pushed heavy throughout their youtube show weekly every monday right so ryan nemeth has a strong relationship with the young bucks the Young Bucks don't have a strong relationship with CM Punk, okay? So there's a little connection here. So CM Punk is, you know, again, requested Ryan Nemeth not to show up on site, right? Not to cause any problems backstage, not to stir up any shit behind the scenes. Even I saw a interview online, an article, and I don't have the correct, the correct, uh, uh, the publisher or the author who wrote this article, but apparently Jim Ross told this interviewer um, this past weekend that AEW Collision has a quieter, cleaner, more smoother backstage compared to Dynamite. So it's a totally 
different environment, not to chaos. Shit makes sense on collision, right? So I, I, I get it. Why CM Punk want Ryan Nemeth? And the reports are coming out that CM Punk requested. And the only person to make requests behind the scenes is Tony Khan. So everything runs through Tony Khan, not CM Punk. But it was reported that Ryan Nemeth was at the arena and they uh, decided to uh, make his ass turn around and head back out. Go back home. So uh, that was the first story that Monday. Now, I believe on Monday evening or Tuesday morning, there was another report that Adam Hangman Page showed up at the arena at Greensboro or wherever the hell they were this past Saturday for a collision. Apparently, he showed up to do a backstage promo for a, uh, you know, like a pre-tape for Dynamite this past Wednesday. And he came to the arena and they told him, Nah, you can't be here filming. Go somewhere else and film. And that's what they did. Filmed it off-site. And they didn't want him nowhere near inside the backstage in the building. So they turned away Ryan Nemeth at the building for the collision taping. And they turned away Adam Hangman Page to go somewhere else. Now it's Tuesday evening and there's more wrestlers. Apparently they were told to leave. Matt Hardy was another person on the list. And the head of talent relations, Christopher Daniels. Again, he is talent relations. And he was told to turn around and go and leave. Again, he has a strong connections to the Young Bucks. So... I, I look, let's stop right here, okay? My personal, my personal feelings and thoughts on this, okay? I, I get that CM Punk is trying to avoid having more bullshit, more drama backstage, and I get that. I respect that decision. Keep that shit on Dynamite, right? Dynamite on Wednesday nights has all the chaos, right? You know, shit going on behind the scenes. And I, I totally get why AEW Collision is a different feel, right? keep us separate and we will talk about aew dynamite from this past wednesday august uh 16th um i won't break it down fully i'll give you one positive thing coming up the show and one thing i just didn't like and it was definitely chaos this past wednesday on dynamite which we'll talk about but it's a big difference between both shows different feeling right so i get why cm punk refused to have these people backstage right negative stuff get rid of it so the internet was on fire on monday tuesday and wednesday okay. in those three days right aew has gone through their own drama issues wwe got some of their own as well apparently this past monday asuka she did a what tweet or an instagram post stating that the japan all-female based company called stardom tried to manipulate her tried to destroy her when Asuka was in Japan as a female wrestler and uh, apparently she was the complete opposite to all the women at the stardom company over there in Japan back in the day and all the females were happy we're talking to the media a bunch of ass kissers but Asuka was the complete opposite and she didn't want to do none of that and she distanced for herself from her personality and what what stardom wants out of their female wrestlers and she thinks that stardom is trying to destroy her or, or, or not destroy but you know ma manipulate her right you know try try to uh take her out as a female wrestler and asuka went to the wwe and look where she's at now she she's a superstar so uh, she she made a strong Instagram post or, or, or Twitter post. Check it out on Google. Just type in Asuka and uh, Stardom, uh, the Japan all-female company that's supposedly be the, the fastest 
rising company in the world, allegedly, right? But nonetheless, that news came out. Then on Tuesday, WWE has released a statement that they have officially released Lacey Evans. So she is officially not a WWE superstar. And I saw her Instagram post. She started her own uh, coffee shop, I guess, under her real name, Marcy Macy. But uh, Lacey Evans is no more and she's no longer with the WWE. So that just came out this past Friday, not this past Friday, this past Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay, so fast forward to Friday, August the 18th, which is today at the time of recording this podcast. And this is where I had to scrap the whole damn thing. So I, I, I tried to record a couple days ago and more news came out. I'm like, damn. All right. I'll hold off a day. And more news came out. All right, one more day. And I just hell with it. If anything else happened, breaking news, screw it. Wait till the weekend. Well, here we are. Friday, August the 18th. And a two news. Two news coming off of both WWE and AEW. So the big breaking news that was released to the public on August the 18th. And this one shocked me, man. This one kind of hurts little bit here so if you listen to the podcast each and every week right you know i'm a huge ftr fan i love ftr dax harwood and cash wheeler one of the best damn tag teams at least in this generation or at least the past 10 years right maybe you agree maybe you don't but my personal opinion i'm a big ftr fan so as of this morning august of the 18th of 2023, those a multiple sources. And uh, I mean, not just on the internet, but dirt sheet sites. And uh, it was reported, breaking news as of this morning, the AEW's Cash Wheeler was arrested for aggravated assault with firearm. I'm like, what? And my notifications were just blowing up as of this morning and uh it was all over twitter all over facebook all over instagram like what the hell is going on so i read it and uh this article courtesy of f4wonline.com or fans known as the wrestling observer cash wheeler is facing a third degree felony charge stemming from a road rage incident in florida so when all these news were popping up okay this is not me i couldn't figure out why cash did this i'm like i hope he didn't harm his family that's the first thing that came to my mind that cash hurt someone he loves and then I read more reports that it was a road rage incident. So let's continue on here. From the Wrestling Observer. And I quote, as first reported by the Orlando Senatel, I assume it's probably like a newspaper company if I had a guess, Wheeler has been charged with one count of aggravated assault with a firearm and booked in the circuit court. Wheeler is alleged to have flashed a handgun at another person during a road rage incident on July the 27th. A warrant for his arrest was filed, filed the following day. According to the county records, he pleaded not guilty through a lawyer on August the 3rd and turned himself in Friday morning to Orlando Police. Wheeler appeared in court for a hearing Friday afternoon where he was given a $2,500 in bond ordered to turn in any weapons he owns and have no contact with the alleged victim. Now, there is a video a Wheeler hearing was posted online, and, uh, and I did watch it, of course, just some of it. And here he is walking in with his attorney, and there's a uh, an officer next to him. 
And he is in a correctional suit. What a, I assume, probably a black guy, I guess, under his, his, his one of his right eye or left eye. Now, AEW has released a statement in response to Cash Wheeler's arrest. And I quote, AEW has been made aware of the charge. We are closely monitoring the situation. Cash Wheeler is fully cooperating with local authorities. The company stated to the Orlando Senate and unquote. As the wrestling exerber continues, according to the Hanlon Law, the maximum penalty for the charge in Florida is five years in prison or five years probation plus a $5,000 fine. The firm noted that even first-time offenders can face jail time for the, uh, the you know, obviously the fence, right? In Florida. So the first question that came to my mind, not on social media, my mind, I'm like, okay, this will change the course of their match against the Young Bucks at Wembley Stadium. It's one week from this Sunday. I'm like, shit, they have to fly to Wembley in England, cross the country, to face the Young Bucks in front of 80,000 people at Wembley Stadium. A, a must-have match in their career. And now, it may go down the drain. A lost opportunity. Now, I'm not sure how the Florida laws will be against his uh, sentence. Does he have to be at court at a certain date? Uh, with with this being uh, his first offense in Florida, is he allowed to leave the country to a different country? Um, you know, I, I keep seeing that nothing has been ruled out and this match is still going to happen. We don't know. We don't know. It's the damn law. It's the government. It's the state of Florida. They could do whatever the hell they want. Right, so we'll have to wait and see how things will be unfold. But man, why cash? And look, there's definitely a lot of road rage out there. But if you have a handgun and you have a permit for it, right? Conceal and carry, like myself. Don't don't wave a damn gun everywhere. Come on, man. Don't do that. Be smart on what you do. And if you do stupid shit like that, you get consequences. And Cash Wheeler, yeah, yeah, he got some consequences. And once they find out who he is and what he does as a profession, of course, they're going to be a warning. Of course, they're going to be lawsuits flying. So think smart here, folks. Shit like that will get your ass in deep water. So, man, again, I love cash. I love Dax. I love FTR. But seeing this news, and it breaks my heart. For real, dude. All right. So the other news from WWE. And it's a successful news for the WWE because as of today of August of the 18th of 2023, WrestleMania 40 tickets went on sale to the general public today and apparently has broken its all-time gate record. Holy smokes. Sports business reporter Darren Roville notes that WWE has already sold more than 90,000 tickets for the two-day event let me repeat that again Ninety thousand tickets for two days and that went on sale today think about that by the way wrestlemania 40 will be in philadelphia's lincoln financial field saturday april 6th and sunday april 7th of 2024 wwe has also already surpassed the 21.5 million dollars in ticket sales that wrestlemania 39 in los angeles generated now just in wrestlemania 41 on sale today and already broken wwe's all-time record gate 25.5 million dollars as i mentioned more than 90,000 tickets were sold so uh man if you get lucky and you have tickets 
God bless you. You did it. You made it through the other end. If you did it, my understanding, the cheapest ticket is $3,000. So if you have $3,000 in your pocket, go out and grab them. Because it ain't going to be cheap. Again, this is the Super Bowl of pro wrestling. Oh, man. So if you have that money, go out and buy it, baby. WrestleMania. Another show, another pay-per-view I've never been to. I've been to Survivor Series. I sh shit, I've been to so many pay-per-views that uh, some of the pay-per-views are still not around. Like Judgment Day. Not the group Judgment Day. Remember there was a pay-per-view called Judgment Day. I went to it. Money in the Bank. All right. Night of Champions. No Mercy. I've been to them. They're just not around unless they're in NXT. But WrestleMania is one. The grandmother of all is still on my bucket list. I still have to travel. And SummerSlam. And the Royal Rumble. So, uh, will you join me? <laughs> we'll have to wait and see if uh, any of these shows will be in the Midwest. I know, I know SummerSlam was in Detroit and uh, I just got lazy and didn't travel. But that's okay. Hopefully we'll get another major show in the Midwest in the near future. And maybe we can do a travel road trip. What do you think? Break out the Winnebago. Case of beer. Cooler of beer. Right? Well, yeah. Well, whatever. Okay. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, eh, I guess we can talk some positive stuff. Right? Uh, what the hell happened on Monday Night Raw this past Monday? And All Elite Wrestling Collision. Oh, <laughs> Boy, it was something else. Right now and right up next on Into the Squared Circle Podcast. Into the Squared Circle Podcast is all part of the GSJ Multimedia Production. From audio to photography, videography and more. Check out gsjmultimediaproduction.com for more information and help create your vision today. Alright, my friends, welcome back. And uh instead of breaking down raw and bore you, yeah, we'll talk about some one positive thing. And one thing I dislike on the show. And same thing with AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday on TBS. Give you one positive thing. And one thing I didn't like. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, I can't wait to get to that point. But let's talk about Monday Night Raw. On the USA Network this past Monday in uh, three hours of Raw, what did I enjoy the, the most? I got to see Chad Gable. Okay, I'll give it to you. He had a hell of a match. Get rid of the shush gimmick. But I'm going to give the most positive thing on the show is Cody Rhodes versus The Miz. Not The Miz. Cody Rhodes versus Finn Balor. Ah, oh, gee. So... Cody versus Finn was an excellent match. Great match. And it was the main event of Raw. No multi-man match. Wow. Shocker. But uh, we have a singles match, and it was a great match. Of course, you have the Judgment Day trying to get involved in the match, of course. Damian Priest, Senor Money in the Bank. Damian Priest brought his briefcase uh, as the ref was being distracted by Rhea Ripley. Damian Priest slid his briefcase to give to Finn Balor to use as a weapon to whack Cody Rhodes. But as Damian Priest threw the briefcase in the ring, it slid through the legs between Finn Balor and Cody Rhodes managed to get the briefcase and whacked Finn instead, gave him the crossroads. The referee turned around. One, two, three. Three for the win. And Cody Rhodes won an impressive match. I made an event raw. So one positive moment on the show. My least favorite part I didn't enjoy on Raw was the women's match between Becky Lynch and Trish. Okay, G, what's wrong with it? It was a great women's match. And they had to fuck it up. Well, how so? Well, they, 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 both women decided to go no contest. 
Nobody won the match because they both were outside of the ring. They both got counted out. And both women went up to the concourse out in the food court at the arena. And I decided to throw t-shirts at each other at the at the at the merch booth. And eventually Zoe Stark came in and got it feared and laid out Becky Lynch. And that's how things ended in this segment. Following throughout the night, we have a match set up for payback on Labor Day weekend, September 2nd on the Peacock Network. And it's going to be a steel cage match between Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch with Zoe Stark's banned from the ring of course again and um, again my personal feelings i'm i'm done with this feud hands down i am done with this feud and i just didn't like how this match ended again my personal opinion and uh maybe you enjoyed it into the squared circle podcast on facebook x instagram and youtube fight me i dare you maybe you disagree maybe you have a different positive or a negative segment on the show or match. Come on, man. Reach out. Let me know what you think. All right, let's cruise on to AEW Dynamite. My number one positive moment on the show, and this GB's favorite segment of Dynamite the past couple weeks, and I love this storyline. So good. MJF and Adam Cole. <laughs> man, it was very entertaining. Hey, you put those two in the ring. It was a very, very entertaining show. And uh, look, Adam Cole face MJF. The hype up their their pre-show match as a tag team against Aussie Open. And I love their their vignette, you know. Hey, Aussie Open, they're from Australia. How can we gain experience over them and to beat them? Let's go to Outback Steakhouse and eat much as we can. <laughs> that was hilarious. All right, here's go on YouTube. Let's learn how to kick like a kangaroo. And uh, Tony Khan made a cameo in his vignette. Apparently, he acted like somewhat of a mean, badass boss for a complete second. And we all know he don't act like that backstage, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, we'll just move on forward with that. And uh, look, Adam Cole and MJF cut a promo in the ring. Hey, we're going to beat the Aussie Open for the Ring of Honor titles. And then for the main event, me, Adam Cole, is going to whoop your ass, MJF. MJF's like, nah, 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 buddy. I'm still going to beat you because the Triple B is all mine. So nice build up to both matches and one promo. Absolutely phenomenal. And uh, there's a little tease this week. So remember last week, MJF was about to smack Adam Cole in the face with his title belt. Now this week on Dynamite, we're about to see Adam Cole give his super kick to MJF. But no, nice little tease here. Fans are chatting, hug it out, hug it out. And they sure the hell did. And uh, fans walked away happy. So that was my most positive moment on AEW Dynamite. All right. Oh, man. I'm, uh, fuck. I don't know how we're going to talk about this. Uh, segment I didn't enjoy the most. Didn't. Keyword didn't. Which was the Texas death match. And if you watch Dynamite this past Wednesday on TBS, they were promoting Leatherface. Fans known as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, the legendary horror film from the 80s. Apparently, they're doing a reruns re reruns on a different channel. I assume there's a game coming out, probably. I keep seeing rated M for mature, so I assume they're having a game. Well, apparently, during in this uh, very, I don't know, fans are saying entertaining. I, I don't know. I didn't enjoy this match at all. Uh, there was a, again, the, the match was a Texas death match between Jeff Jarrett versus Jeff Hardy. And uh, hey, Jeff Hardy's face paint 
I enjoyed it. I like this face paint. He had a leather face style face paint. But this match started backstage, and there were red lighting everywhere. Apparently, a bucket of blood was dripped on or dumped on Jeff Hardy. And uh, just, I don't know. I didn't like this match. And um, there was a WCW moment happened on the show where Leatherface himself came out with a chainsaw and started chasing off everybody with the chainsaw. I'm like, what the fuck I'm watching right now? I was ready to turn off the damn channel. And, uh... Uh, again, another RoboCop moment. Another gobbledygooker moment. Oh, man. I guess another wacky moment in a pro wrestling TV history. Leatherface himself coming out with a chainsaw. Aye, aye, aye. But this is my least favorite part of the show. Some people loved it. Some people hate it. Some people thought it was entertaining. Me, personally, I didn't. But since this past Wednesday on Dynamite, so far, here's the AEW All-In Wembley Stadium card update. There's a total of three, six, eight matches total. Now, ready for All-In Wembley Stadium. Again, I'm not sure how the Young Bucks versus FTR will play effect with Cash Wheeler's arrest. But here's the current card. MJF versus Adam Cole in the main event. FTR versus the Young Bucks for the tag team titles. Soraya versus Hakado Shida versus Tony Storm versus Brick Baker for the AEW's Women's Champion. Chris Jericho will face Will Ospreay in a singles match. Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi will face Jay White, Takeshka, and Juice Robinson. We have Sting and Darby Allen versus. AR Fox and Swerve Strickland in a coffin match. In the pre-show, we will have the Aussie Open versus MJF and Adam Cole for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. And then we'll have a stadium stampede between the Lucha Brothers, the returning Eddie Kingston, Best Friends versus the Blackpool Combat Club and their two, I'm sorry, three mystery partners. So we'll have to wait and see on this. So there is your current card for All Elite Wrestling All In Wembley stadium also this weekend august the 20th we have impact wrestling and new japan pro wrestling multiverse united 2 here's the current card alex shelley will face hiroshi tanahashi momo congo and julia will face diana prazo and giselle shaw leo rush and trey miguel will face hiromu takahashi and mike bailey they will have a uh the bullet club versus the world i won't name the, all the wrestlers in it but it's a shit ton of guys we will have zach saber jr and shane hayes versus moose and eddie edwards doki will versus sammy kalehan well we have francisco akita and tjp versus robbie eagles and kosi fujita all right also on multiverse United 2 will have a uh, junior heavyweight exhibition scramble. Bunch of guys. Frankie Kazarian, Kevin Knight, Chris Sabian, Bushi, Yo, Riswan, Mile, El Desperado. And then we'll have the pre-show here. Kenny King versus uh, Kanamaru. Joe Hendry and Yunira and Heath versus Masuado. Rocky Romero and Taguchi. So there's your card for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And Impact Wrestling Multiverse United 2 going down in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the 2300 Arena. Or you can watch it on Fight TV August 20th on pay-per-view. All right. That's it. We're done. Until the weekend, Insider. Hopefully there's nothing crazy happening between the next couple of days. We'll talk about SmackDown. We'll talk about Edge's final match. Or who knows? Maybe his... 
contract will be renewed. Uh, I forgot to mention that. So allegedly, Edge's contract on SmackDown right after his match, his contract will end this. So we'll have to wait and see if he will renew or that will be it. It could be his last match. So we'll talk about that this weekend. All Elite Wrestling Collision and give you the results for New Japan Pro Wrestling and Impact Wrestling Multiverse 2. All right. That's it. Have a great weekend. Until next time, my friends, stay safe, stay healthy, and happy wrestling. Bye-bye, everybody.